Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer. The ideal place to start your daily vacation on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. 5.05 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. We are live on location at uh, Century Sports Bar and Lounge. It's been open basically since about August. We've got Ron McLean from Hockey Night in Canada, uh, the man that runs the desk. He worked with some pretty talented individuals, uh, Ron, on, on that show. I'm, I'm a big Elliot Friedman fan. I had a He's been on our show for to, s- because the Pinto story broke right. today. He had to go and do a hit for Carolyn Cameron into uh, Scotiabank Wednesday Night Hockey, or he'd have been here, I'm yes. sure. Because <laughs> Elliot, I don't have to convince him to go to the casinos. He loves them. <laughs> I, I I don't know anybody at all. Like yeah, that. you and our, our best gamblers, I will say, are uh, David Amber and uh, Kevin Bieksa, kinda. Uh, but I would say D A and Elliot. Is, is there is, is there such thing as a best gambler? Oh yeah, you can be a good gambler. Oh okay, it's well, better than some of the other vices, I think. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. So well, sure. As long as I, I found that as long as you don't combine more right. than one vice, right? <laughs> Bingo. There you go. No pun intended. <laughs> Nicely done. All right. So uh, we have the so tonight's the night for and, uh, for the Oilers Hall of Fame, and they're going to recognize Doug White and Charlie Huddy, and there's several Oilers Hall of Famers. Glenn Anderson's in town. Paul Coffey. Um, we've also got uh, Billy Guerin here and Alice Hemsky as part of the Doug White era for tonight's event. Then we have the Heritage Classic, and that's a big deal, not just for the Oilers Radio Network, but clearly for Sportsnet. You guys have got your whole entourage. Uh, how much are you looking forward to that? Well, part of the fun's been going back, uh, obviously watched the game in 03 and just reminisced a little bit about Ryan Smith was the starting center. He's, you know, by and large a winger, so yeah. Todd Marchant was injured, and he took the number one uh, spot at center ice. Uh, but I've sort of picked out some of the great moments of the Battle of Alberta over the years. Obviously, Gretzky's shorthanded OT winner in Calgary when he gave his stick to uh, the one oiler fan in the sea of red and uh, thought a lot about uh, Steve Smith and about uh, Tikkanen, you know, answering Theron Fleury. Doug Waite, actually, uh, he had a great moment in November of 97, scored a goal that became the uh, opening to the NHL's 99. Right. So, where he skated laterally. Exactly. Uh, so, you know, there's a ton of... Uh, Ben Scrivens picking the sweater up off the ice after an 8-1 drubbing is a, a moment. I remember, too, Tim Hunter, who used to train with Willie DeWitt, uh, and, and Tim fought Marty McSorley. They fought for, like, half an hour, and that's, they think, the first time oxygen was used. I may have told you that story. Uh, Bearcat Murray had to give him oxygen, Tim Hunter, in the dressing room after the scrap with McSorley. It's funny because we had Kenny Lacusta in yes. studio during the summer, and that was one of our most downloaded uh, guests that we had uh, via podcast. Uh, we talked a bit about Willie DeWitt. And we talked about Gord Reset and New West Salmon Bellies recruited Gord Reset to fight Ian Gallagher, Brendan Gallagher's father. Uh, Ian grew up with my wife in the city's south side. He was one 
tough, nasty. Couldn't play. Uh, Al Hamilton brought it in with the Sherwood Park Crusaders after Paul Rye, who later pr- played at Brown University, was attacked in a game. And uh, he went 8 0, did Ian, Gall- did Ian Gallagher, and he pummeled Gordon. This is a legendary lacrosse story, but pummeled him. Uh, in the Minto Cup, quite decisively, may I add. When we did Rogers Hometown Hockey, toured the country, we were up in Prince Rupert, and earlier in the week, they had been down in Terrace. That's an arch rivalry, Terrace and Prince Rupert, B.C. And Terrace had kind of beat up on Prince Rupert. So one of our key technical guys at Rogers Hometown Hockey, Tom Fisher, big strapping guy, could play defense, signed a a one-day contract to suit up with Prince Rupert to take care of these terrorist hooligans. Unbelievable story. As fate would have it, they didn't scrap, but what a a hockey thing to do. It's like like the Gassoff gang that used to be in Quinnell, BC back in the day that played in Medicine Hat. All right, uh, we are going to go back into a pre-produced segment. Uh, It is an Oilers game day, and every Thursday in Oilers now, besides Ron McLean, who of course is brought to you by Century uh, Sports Bar and Lounge. We have Louis DeBrus for our friends at GCL Diesel, providing genuine diesel parts and turbochargers at great prices for over 50 years. Visit GCLDiesel.com. Here's our one-on-one conversation with the big man, Louis DeBrus. Well, Louis, not an ideal start for the Edmonton Oilers. One four and one out of the gate. Given up a lot of goals, 31st in the league and goals against 31st in the league and save percentage. Give me your thoughts here. There it is. You know, you're a team that wants to be better defensively. You've got to be better defensively. So, you know, you look at the goals over the course of this year, and I know that's been talked about in the last couple of days since the Minnesota game. They're coming from different areas and different situations, but the common denominator for me is protect the front of your net. And I think that's something you're going to see them buckle down on tonight and just make sure that they're being a stingy team in their own zone. Um, They've done it. They've done it in games this year. The two Saturday games at home, I think, were their best two games of the season by far. They probably should have won both of those games. It didn't happen, but their defensive structure in that game, for the most part, was really solid. And that's the type of consistency they're going to have to play the game with. Because right now, when something goes wrong, Bob, it's going in the back of the net. And that's sometimes the situation you're in in a season where you have to figure that out. And it's sometimes an uphill battle to try and mend that. But that's the situation they are in. And they're going to have to be better in front of their goaltender. And to a man, including goaltenders, have to be better. We're joined by Louis DeBras for GCL Diesel. Bob Stauffer with you. Oilers now. It is a game day, the Edmonton Oilers and the New York Rangers. Uh, no Connor McDavid, and as a result, it's a different type of team, which would either, even further enhance the responsibility of uh, playing better defensively. And, I, I mean, I just take a look at the game against Minnesota. Now, that was a special line, a line two yeah. years ago that had unbelievable statistics. It's funny because the Oilers played a line like that against Calgary in the playoffs and, and took the series over against that line. Uh, but it's a different challenge, that being said. And obviously, no Connor McDavid. That's a, a massive loss for this team to overcome. You know what? I think the first game without him, too, is always that much greater because you are still trying to figure out things and guys are put in different situations. Ice time elevated for a lot of guys. Um you know, the third line played more than they normally play because of that. So being the first game, I thought they adjusted well. Listen, they had the lead in the game three different times against the Minnesota Wild. And I think Jay Woodcroft has talked about a period, period and a half that they didn't like that cost them the game, and I would agree. I would agree that's what did happen in that game. I thought Minnesota really started to find their game in the second period, and they carried it over into the third period. Um, Two first-minute goals by Edmonton. So they had the start they wanted. They had the lead they wanted. They just couldn't maintain and hold on to it. So as much as you look at that game and go, wow, at the end, that's a pretty tough loss to take, 7-4, to but... 
there were situations in that game where they controlled and had the lead. And they're going to have to get back to that against a very good team, the New York Rangers, who are not giving up a lot of goals against. So number one is protecting your own end. Number two, find the goals the right way and get a little more gritty in front of both nets, not just the defensive net, but the offensive net as well. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So we've already mentioned uh, these numbers on the show today, but the reality is last year Edmonton had the highest shooting percentage of any team in the National Hockey League at 11.8%. They were 15th in the league in save percentage at 900. Um, You know, they're currently at 852 in terms of save percentage, and uh, they're not killing it in shot percentage. They're 18th in the league in shot percentage. There's a stat called PDO, which is a combination of shot and save percentage. You want to be above one. The owners don't have a single player above one. Leon Dreisaitl is the highest, and not surprisingly, he's even on the season, which perhaps illustrates he's got 11 points in six games that he's played pretty well or had a little bit of puck luck when he's been on the ice. So as much as, you know, I look, Louie, anytime you see teams struggle, the first thing you look to is a, a save percentage with goaltenders. Yep. That's the number that often tells you where the challenges are. They need more stops. Yep. They need better defensive zone awareness. But they also need some secondary scoring. The Oilers have six forwards, uh, two entire lines. McLeod with Holloway and Brown. And then you've got Janmark. And Janmark is playing higher tonight in the lineup. But Janmark with uh, Adam Ernie and Derek Ryan, they played a combined, those six forwards, 34 games this year between the six of them, because Ernie's only played four. They don't have a goal. They don't have an assist. They're minus 13, and uh, they have 35 shots on goal. They've got to get something out of their bottom six at some point. We're six games in on the season here. They've lost two one-goal games. If they had scored during the regulation at the two home games against Vancouver and Winnipeg, maybe we're talking a three-and-three start. Yep. Not good enough. Has to be better. And, and obviously, I think I've liked things that I've seen out of both uh, the third and fourth lines this year. As far as generating chances, um, the forecheck has been aggressive, especially with the speed of Holloway, McLeod, and Connor Brown. And that was Fogel, but he got elevated up. He's having a strong start to his season um, working. And that he deserved that call up into the top six. And he wants to stay there. And that's just a motivated player right now that's doing what he has to do. And you're going to have to see some of that motivation and urgency from the third line. And especially, I know Ryan McLeod missed all the training camp, but let's not forget that. So he's still playing catch-up, but two perimeter, for my opinion. I think he needs to get to the inside more. He's got four shots on net through six games. One of the fastest guys in the league, he needs to get himself to positions where he can release that puck in a better position to score. And when he starts to do that is when he starts to become dangerous. And I just think, I always push to the centerman because the centerman dictates a lot of play the line combination has. Dylan Holloway's had a lot of chances, hasn't been able to find the back of the net, hasn't had that touch around the net, um, which doesn't come easy in this league for young players. But you have to fight through that and find a way, and once it goes in, then you might get on a roll. We know Connor Brown is also another player that's dealing with an injury that is a long-term recovery to get it back, 
and he will eventually get it back, but they're fighting it right now. There's no question they're fighting it right now, but this team certainly does need some more production from down the lineup. We've talked about this for years. It can't just be the heavy, top-loaded team that gets it done each and every night, take some of that pressure off, and maybe tonight's the night. I'll tell you what, it was the Ranger game last year in New York that got that third line going. Maybe tonight's the night where Holloway got his first goal against the Rangers. You never forget that. There's going to be a little extra motivation on a huge um, Hall of Fame night where Dougie Waite and Charlie Huddy are going up onto the up onto the Hall of Fame. So, who knows? You know, sometimes history does repeat itself, and maybe it does again tonight. And that's where we're going to wrap up. We're going to get your thoughts because, like uh, you know, like myself, uh, we're both fortunate enough to be on the Oilers uh, Hall of Fame committee. And uh, Doug Waite um, is a former teammate of yours, yeah. Charlie Huddy. Uh, I mean, we've known Charlie for a long time, and uh, what a career he had. That's, uh, I guess, first of all, just to start with. Uh, you know, you had the privilege of uh, playing with Dougie for a number of years, yeah. and uh, how stoked are you to see him going up on the Oilers Hall of Fame? Uh, it's a special night for me to see Dougie go in. You know, I, I got to meet him early in his career. We were together in the Rangers organization. We both got traded to the Oilers uh, a year apart, I think it was. And I remember the day he was traded. I came down early with Kelly Buckberger and Essa Tikkanen was standing out the door with all of his gear, and we said, hey, we're not leaving today. And he goes, I got traded. I'm playing against you guys tonight. And we didn't believe him. We thought he was joking with us. But Indeed, he had been traded for Dougie Wade at that time, and I went down to the room. Barry Stafford, who's here today with the uh, um, press conference and the uh, the big day, uh, said, "You got to go down there and get Dougie." You know, he came to the rink, and you know, he's kind of wondering what's going on. So I went down, grabbed Dougie, brought him to the room, and we beat the Rangers that night. And Dougie had a big night, and you know what? That was the start of his career with Edmonton, and he was the best Oiler every single year that he was an Edmonton Oiler. He really was. He absolutely took his game to a whole new level, and it was amazing for me to see him do that. Um, and he's just one of the good human beings on the planet. I'll tell you, great wit, really quick wit. And if you're talking to him today, you're going to see that because he was the quickest guy with one-liners to come up in a situation and just a real good team guy and an amazing hockey player. So I'm glad to see him go in. And Charlie Huddy, I mean, come on, forget about it. He's won five Stanley Cups. He's won every single cup this organization has won. Um, I haven't heard anybody, and I mean anybody, say a bad word about Charlie Huddy because he's that kind of a guy and good to see him go in too. It's well, well deserved. That is Louis Dabrowski joins us every Thursday in Oilers now for GCL Diesel. And uh, it's great having Louis on the show, no question about it. And uh, GCL Diesel provides genuine diesel parts and turbochargers at great prices for over 50 years. Visit uh, GCLDiesel.com. Ron, i got to ask you this. You, you have, uh, you obviously don't wear, you're not wearing cheaters. I have to no. wear, I have, I might have the best eyesight of any broadcaster in the league. There's a test we do in New Jersey. The, uh, unlike, you know, the, the hoi polloi of uh, NHL hockey and Rogers and TNT and ESPN. Uh, we get the, we get the upper location, and I'm the only one that can read the signage from that location in the league. We think of the uh, radio yeah, broadcast. I, I would not be able to. Yes. And as you know, well, your press box, you were mentioning you're going to have your dark suit because uh, all the play-by-play gets done brinkside at outdoor games. I, and it th- didn't used to. When we were in Winnipeg, we were in the uh, right. We were in the in the press box. Well, that's a good point. It was winter. You're, you're right because it, it switched at Buffalo. We switched it in Edmonton. Uh, Chris and Craig came down. Well, Craig was coaching. Yeah. Uh, Greg Millen was working yeah. with Chris Cuthbert. 
that year. But they, they found it a little too far away, and I'd be the same way. I, like, I never use a prompter, but I couldn't if I had one. I, I wouldn't be able to see distance. In the late 90s, on top of doing Font Corden stats, and it was a great opportunity to learn, and uh, I realized uh, two ears, one mouth, that was one of the things I learned very, which was a hard lesson for me to learn. Uh, yeah, there was, there was little, you get a chance to work with all of the best broadcasters out there, right? Yes. And some guys that maybe you could see which guys were good at selling. Which guys are, and then which guys were emotive uh, play-by-play guys? Uh, Bob Cole, just his ability to build the crescendo. I didn't get a chance to work with Danny, but I did fun court and stats with Bob. He was uh, he was spectacular. But in football, I was a spotter for John Wells. Okay, and sometimes if we had, uh, I have a, a deeper voice you could hear me right shouting McManus 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 you know and he'd throw the ball out Jones Jones tackle made by Fitzgerald right like you could well my thing like that was when I worked at uh, channels two and seven in Calgary I would edit all my own hockey highlights and with Bob Cole I could tell when he would pause at a certain moment that he was going to say, and now it's time for a Hockey Night in Canada update. And I would get a highlight from another game rolling. And I would go in and actually crash edit into the machine uh, that clip. But I could tell by Cole's cadence over the years, both a great scoring opportunity, a great save coming my way, or a Hockey Night in Canada highlight. That's how predictable and distinctive he was. 521 at Edmonton for everybody that is here at the Century Casino Sports Bar and Lounge. We will have a draw coming up for Heritage Classic tickets. That's going to take place at about 527, six minutes time. Who knows? We might have a bonus draw for you as well if they let me over at uh, the chorus building. We're going to take a quick timeout. Oilers Now, live in location, city's north side on a game night. This is Oilers Now. Hi, this is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. It's 525 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott, Derek Scott, Angie Quinnell, Kellen Kennedy, a host of the Chorus Sales Team. We are live on location at Century Casino Sports Bar and Lounge. We have Ron McLean here. Love having Ron in. He's been helping us out. I'm, I'm going to be Wally Pipped on my own show here. There we go. Uh, let's do this. Let's do this day in Oilers history. It is presented by New West Travel. Again, you can join us on a three-night Montreal road trip private suite for the Oilers versus the Montreal Canadiens. It's in January. We're going to go back in the state uh, October 26, 1984. Yerry Curry, two goals, three assists. The Oilers pound the LA Kings 8-2 at Northlands Coliseum, improving to 7-0-2 on the year. Wayne from the Edmonton operation scored four, had four assists on the night. Goaltender Darren Elliott was in net for all eight goals against that was the 84-85 season. The team voted the greatest team in NHL history by the fans. I still think 86-87 was better. I know you but, do. And Paul Coffey today was giving it to me. He's like, Bob, Philly wasn't that good. We tanked games five and game six. Up 3-1 in game number five, as you remember. For sure. In, in 1987. I, I J.J. Think, Daniel. I think the 87 team was better. I don't care what anybody else says. 
Well, I mean, pick a, pick any of the it's four. It's like picking a favorite That's child, right, I guess. For sure. Uh, right? I, I, I don't see a difference. You don't they see they were able to move Kenny Lensman off that first squad yes. just to put Mark at center. I mean, there were, there were so many good teams. It's unbelievable. By the way, another great Battle of Alberta moment, and maybe this is, again, a, a reason why Connor wants to heal up and play, but it was the uh, first Battle of Alberta. He scored two and an assist. He was a uh, first star. Jonas Hiller made a paddle saver. He'd have had a hat trick. He was incredible in the very first Battle of Alberta. The first game played at Rogers Place. Yes. That's where the Calgary Flames came out, and Mark Messier was going to pass the puck to Wayne Gretzky. And the Calgary Flames came out and decided that they would jump the queue. And, uh, well, oh, well, it's going to be interesting here to watch in Calgary this year. Uh, the Oilers, uh, we assume, are going to get a turnaround. The Flames are off to a bit of a slow start, too. It's like your Beckham. You you enjoyed the Beckham dock, and so did I. Fantastic. It, it was really good. Really Couldn't good stop teams. watching, right? And yeah. uh, he went high to low, high to low throughout his career. Nick Castellanos, Philadelphia Phillies, hits multiple home runs in back-to-back games and then goes 0 for 22. Flight. These things happen. There we go. Absolutely. Guests and winners now receive gift cards to Japanese Village now open for lunch at Edmonton South and West Edmonton Mall. An afternoon celebration for the census. Visit jvedmonton.ca. This wraps up uh, Oilers Now live in location at Century Casino Sports Bar and Lounge. Brendan Escott will host tomorrow. We're going to bring Brendan up front because we're going to do not one but two draws right here, right now. So we'll bring uh, Escott up. One of his guests on tomorrow's show will be Frank Cervelli for the horses and horse race in Alberta. It is a uh, throwback day for Conlon Motorsports as well. George LaRock will be on tomorrow's edition of Oilers Now. Up next, the global news weather traffic update with Randy Kilburn and then Reed Wilkins will take over live from Studio 99 with the City Ford Face-Off Show. For everybody that's down here at Century Casino, give yourself a round of applause. Thanks for coming down. Uh, we will head it to a global news weather traffic update with Randy Gilbert.